Should be good. Um, trying a little few piece of new hardware today. Um, I had a question come in. I thought to myself, you know what? Instead of just answering it, why don't we just come to the group and answer it for everybody? So here's the question that uh, we come up with is, uh, I started using the front seat interview while running people's info on traffic stops tactic. <clears throat> I'm really liking it. Had another officer in my backup, uh, my backing unit last night on traffic stop and said he called into question something I was doing, so I wanted your opinion. Having U.S. versus Rodriguez in mind, I have a question. I have spoken to Kenny Williams before and how he runs people's info through things like uh, Accurant or TLO while they're in your front seat. I use links if you're familiar with that. Do you need extra RES to check their information on those extra sites if you pull them over for a minor traffic violation? Now, uh, the first thing I want to tell you is this is, um, one, I've never worked with those, that software platforms, right? Let's discuss what the courts have deemed to be proper on a motor vehicle violation, right? It's your job as a police officer to be able to develop reasonable suspicion, reasonable articulable suspicion, articulable reasonable suspicion, whatever your state case law or your state refers to as reasonable suspicion. Let's call it that. Now, the courts have said, uh, constitutionally, the Supreme Court has said, look, you have uh, a motor vehicle stop. It can be uh, you know, pretextual. You can have um, the stop being done for um, different motivations where you believe that you have either presence criminal activity, that's fine. Uh, as long as you find a motor vehicle violation that satisfies the constitution for a lawful motor vehicle stop. And while you're investigating that minor traffic violation or the traffic violation in general, you can ask questions and some states vary, uh, questions unrelated to the reason for the stop, related, and then begin to expand. So everybody's got a little bit of different uh, case law they have to follow in their state. But reality is, is you generally have a timer on a stop for a motor vehicle violation, right? What does that mean? Um, like Maryland has said, they're giving police officers in Maryland when I was there uh, a per se 20 to 25 minutes on a traffic stop. I was just in Iowa. The Northwest uh, United States has uh, some really uh, interesting case law for police officers, makes it more difficult. But when you read it, you know how to work around it. You know what I'm saying? So um, generally, you're talking about that 10 to 20 minute time limit. Now, with that 10 to 20 minute uh, time limit that you have on the side of the road, you have to have a good ability to document reasonable suspicion. We're trying to build it as best you can. We, we do that with questioning and obviously having training and knowing indicators are. Now, during that time, you're allowed to do a lot of things, right? Commonly, what we're seeing now, even advocating for is if you have a canine unit available, right? So I'm just using this, this as an example. Because you're allowed 10 to 20 minutes on a traffic stop, based on what your state's case law says, if you were a canine handler and you could get that dog out in that first 10 minutes, maybe even 15 minutes, and run that dog around the car, even without reasonable suspicion, as long as your state's case law dictates it, for New Jersey would be okay with this tactic, you would be able to uh, see if the dog alerted, as long as you're in that time limit. Uh, you know, if it took you a minute or two to run a dog looking for an indication, that'd be good. You would actually be able to supersede right past needing reasonable suspicion and go right into probable cause as, you, as if you smelled marijuana as soon as you walked to the car. Now, now you've got, uh, all, you know, you've got some states have ruled that a canine indication satisfies probable cause for an arrest. So you have a, you've gone from reasonable suspicion to now probable cause. Actually, you've skipped it. You've gone from a reasonable suspicion of a motor vehicle violation to probable cause of a criminal. Um, investigation right so just like that and what we're seeing is 
um, because of that time window. So we know when traffic stops, the one thing that's always going to be challenged is how much time did this, this, and this take? And was that legal? Did it go beyond the reasonable bounds of initial traffic stop? So when you start running people through these systems, it just depends how fast you can get through them to see if, uh, if it's, if it's going to fall within those time limits. Your job is to not only figure out a way to get to probable cause fast, but to build more reasonable suspicion. Because once reasonable suspicion is established, not of the motor vehicle violation, of now a criminal violation, you can expand that stop tremendously. Uh, for, for example, in New Jersey, um, in State versus Dickey, they told us we had two hours uh, as a reasonable suspicion stop to get a dog to respond to the scene, whatever it may be. There are several U.S. District Court rulings that have ruled up to 75 minutes while waiting for a dog. There's other states that I've looked at things. They've had an hour and 40 minutes waiting for a dog. And because the police diligently pursued their active investigation and didn't bullshit around, it was legitimate. And that's where people get hung up on things. They, they don't understand. Nobody's read, right? Nobody's reading any case law. And they're just poking guesses at what's right and what's not. And that's the problem. That's the problem is that we'll get opinions of police officers, but there's already valuable opinions of the courts that that have given us a guideline or, or some kind of manual to follow in this law enforcement profession. And that's what we do here. We just relay this information to you as a communication. Um, it's funny. People always say, oh, in U.S. versus Rodriguez, blah, blah, blah. Everybody who's ever brought up U.S. versus Rodriguez to me, I'm not saying this about this thing, but in class, they've never read it. Really in Rodriguez, in any of these cases where they're trying to challenge time limits, they're saying, hey, uh, without probable cause, now waiting for a canine unit, what was your reasonable suspicion? So it is our job as effective law enforcement officers to get very, very good at documenting and detailing in great detail what reasonable suspicion took place or it occurred that allowed you to expand the time of the stop. Once you have enough reasonable suspicion, you're good. That's the biggest problem with all these cases is that they wanted to see more reasonable suspicion. Now, do we know that some liberal, uh, more um, left-wing judges sometimes engage and rule on these things and it's unfair? That's correct, yes. I'm not saying that that it's it's a fair judicial process and that's in many realms and you can argue it all, all different ways. Some are very conservative and you know, so there's a lot of stuff you could argue. So with that being said, um, if you can squeeze in that time limit, just like a canine sniff, if you have that tip. So a lot of, a lot of interdiction units are now working at one man, uh, one man doing the stop and another one or female running the dog while the stop is unfolding. And according to our law, that's perfectly fine to do. The problem is a lot of us don't have the resource of having a canine go out on the road with us or backing us up to run that dog when they just have a hunch, but they're authorized to hold that car, they don't have to build reasonable suspicion because they have, they have traffic violations. So you get that 10 to 20 minutes. Hopefully I'm making sense here. Uh, I don't want to get off on a tangent. And I also have to remember that, you know, I this is the things that I do and I teach and I read and you haven't been to the training course. Now, onto another thing, as far as running a criminal history, if that's what we're getting into now, we're, now we're starting to talk about doing kind of field checks versus criminal history. <clears throat> When we say criminal history, we're talking about a triple I, um, you know, multi-state full computer printout of what they've been arrested for through the state police website or Department of Justice, whoever it may be, that provides this for you. Accessing this, right, and then getting that information to you on the side of a road. Um, most people don't know you have access to that. You're allowed to access that. But the prerequisite to that is it had to go. You had to have enough reasonable suspicion to go from a traffic violation. Uh, maybe accompanied with a hunch 
to now specific and articulable facts that build reasonable suspicion that you are now engaged uh, in presence of some kind of criminal activity. And this has switched from the traffic violation to now a criminal investigation. With a criminal investigation, you are now allowed to access um, your full-blown computer criminalized history. A lot of places don't practice this. Um, contrary to popular belief, we are allowed to access throughout the whole country under these pretenses. And usually in class, we have 80, 90 people. You know, I'll say, who is now running a criminal history when they develop enough reasonable suspicion to the point where you could expand your stop, call for a canine to, you know, may take 30, 40, 50, 70 minutes. <clears throat> who at that time now is also running a computerized criminal history, a full lookup? You go, well, we, we do it through this and we have these public forums. No, 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 I'm talking about the one that you need to put an incident number into and access and call your dispatcher, the whole nine, or if you have access in the car. That would require that reasonable suspicion of criminal activity. And yes, you are allowed to. You can check CFR codes and, and the guidelines regarding uh, that kind of lookup. And uh, and you're allowed to access it. You know, People say, oh, we don't do that here. I know, I know. But if you get to the core root of it, when I had the first conversation with somebody from who ran that unit here, uh, I said, you know, police officers think they can't access that. And the guy who ran that unit said to me, you're fucking with me, right? I go, no, dude, no, no. Cops in New Jersey think on a motor vehicle stop and they have enough reasonable suspicion uh, to call for a dog or whatever it may be, progress forward and now expand that traffic violation into a longer investigation. They think they can't access CCH. And they're like, shut the dude, stop it. You're fucking with me, right? I'm like, no, 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 dude, I'm, I'm serious. That's how scary uh, our situation here is. And, it, and it's just as scary around the country, right? I mean, I travel, I'm getting to experience firsthand who has problems, who has the worst problems. And the reality is, is we're not in bad shape over here. I can tell you the biggest problems, great people, but the biggest law enforcement problems that I can see exist in the Northwest of this country. They, uh, they suffer some real detrimental uh, lack of training, uh, lack of case law knowledge, lack of good case law. It's just, it's just, I'm excited to bring more to like Minnesota next month. And we really start getting to the root cause of these things and trying to figure out ways to uh, effectively work as police officers. So, um, I know I have a few comments I can take a look at. <clears throat> so let me go back to the rest of the question here. It says, I understand while questioning them in the front seat of your vehicle about things unrelated, the traffic stop is not prolonged, as long as it doesn't prolong the stop, right? So are you basing your ability to run their information through those extra sites on RES from the questions asked? Well, you run their information through NCIC or DMV, or is it part of your ability to do a routine information registration warrant, et cetera, checks on all traffic stops? Um, yeah, every traffic stop, like I said, you have that 10 to 15 to 10, 20 minute window, whatever it may be for your state. What they've said, they're giving cops that amount of time. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sick. So, um, and whatever you have to do, they usually tell you in case law, like you're allowed to run NCIC checks, you're allowed to run DMV checks. You can, you could do whatever you have to do, but this is the time limit you have to go beyond that. You need reasonable suspicion. That's really it. So people don't get confused on that. I'm going to take a look at the five comments that I have here. Uh, if I can. I have to do it on my phone. Sorry, guys. Give me one second. Let's take a look at my phone. <clears throat> I can learn how to unexpand that. Let's see. Five comments. Dennis, case law in New Jersey and duration of time to wait for the canine. Uh, Joshua, that is State versus Dickey. I will add the language or actually I'll comment back to you where you can find that. In New Jersey, we have two hours per se. Two hours. And my favorite is when I teach a case law class and somebody actually read case law before coming to my class or even knowing who I am. And they're like, I'm like, hey, how long can you hold the 
car waiting for a dog with reasonable suspicion in New Jersey. And so he's like, yeah, two hours. I'm like, oh, well, where did you find that? I read it in case law when I started studying for the SARS exam. I love it. I mean, I love it. You don't even have to, that, you know, about solidifying my advice. But on top of that, I'll give you written advice. Uh, I'll comment on that here. Uh, Josh, you got it. Uh, see, uh, stun, sun's out, guns out. That's correct, Paul. Uh, sun's out, guns out. It is the sun is out today, and I decided I was going to wear a tank top. Uh, I've been flex, but I, uh, I don't want to get that much attention. Uh, yeah, Pete, going to see you in September for class. Uh, good shit, dude. I appreciate everybody's continued support here, and we'll uh, right now I'm working on a ton of shit here in the office. Uh, we have quite a few instructors coming out of the barn now and ready to teach, and I'll see some folks next week in this, and uh, for Danny Foster's first class and also for Tommy Rizzo's leadership class. So, again, appreciate having everybody here, and I will comment uh, back all those that language you need for my case law program regarding State P. Dickey. See you guys. Take care.